addition to that one Reddit article, I also found this other interesting article that was from Insider, mm-hmm. um, their health section, mm-hmm. um, and it was published in 2018 um, and written by Nikisha Panel. Okay. And the titles, A Husband and Wife of Different Faiths Reveal How They Make Their Relationship Work. Nice. And so she says, you know, it can be a challenge to fall for someone of a different faith. Nikisha Michelle Key, matchmaker whose husband comes from a different religious background, shared how they have built a healthy marriage despite their differences. What's the different backgrounds? Oh, well, I'll get there. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's important to listen to one another and not think, take things too seriously. So basically, she, you know, goes on to say, um, Nikisha Michelle Key, she's a matchmaker and owner of the Ultimate Match Agency. Um, She told Insider that your love life doesn't have to take a hit if your partner's views aren't the same as yours. Widely known as the plus-size love doyen, Key, who is a Christian, has been married to her husband, a Muslim, for five years. And their difference in religious views has not kept them from loving unconditionally. She says, Religion may, religions may not align, but your spirituality can. Mm-hmm. Being married five years, we have been able to define what the culture is in our home, which is that keyword that the last person in that Reddit post used. Mm-hmm. What ties us together and makes it work is that we believe what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 27. And so, though it may seem impossible to be compatible with someone whose religious values and views are not aligned with yours, love, if done correctly, can and will overpower anything. Yeah. Which I think is just, like, something that a lot of people forget. That's a really beautiful sentiment. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like, I think part of the reason why some people place, you know, having the same religious values on having a marriage is because you're trying to build your life together. Yeah, and, like, that's all good and all, but I think, you know, kind of what they, with the last two um, things that I just read kind of mentioned was, like, if you have, like, the same culture and expectations for each other, then it's going to work mm-hmm. if you love and respect each other for your yeah. differences and want to make, you know, your lives together work. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you still are an individual, even though you are part of another half. Yeah. You're still an individual, too. Yeah. And, you I know... See. Go ahead. I, I, I do feel like a lot of people lose themselves in relationships. Definitely. And that's why a lot of times, I mean, some people really like that merging, almost like codependent sort of thing. I don't personally get it. but So, so it makes sense that you have a partner that's almost like homogenous to yourself. Right. Well, I about like the whole codependency thing, like there's an aspect and I think that there kind of has to be, you know, for a relationship to have some kind of codependency because you do rely on that person. It is like a long-term, especially a lifelong commitment. Yeah. I mean, because you might rely on that person for, you know, money, for love, um, support, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me in my relationship, like we're not married, but I mean, he's my family. Yeah. And, yeah, some people are like, you guys are too, like, codependent on each other. But it's like, you kind of have to be. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think it's kind of an example to an extent that you don't trust that person mm-hmm. or need the person enough. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't have to have him. Like, I think I'd be okay on my own, but I don't really want to be. Yeah. But yeah. Definitely. I haven't been in a relationship in quite a long time, so. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know how I would feel about somebody being super religious if we were together. Simply because, like, there's some weird trauma there. And, like, it triggers me in certain ways. And I'm just like, I don't know if I want to have that in my life, you know? Right. Um, But as far as, like, different beliefs go, it's like as long as the person is um, open-minded and we can have, we can have conversations about it, like good, like depthful, meaningful conversations about the topic. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for me, like when I met my current partner, like, I mean, how old was I? 18. Yeah. Recently turned 18 too. And like, you know, my mother thinks that he's the reason why I'm not a believer, but I'm just like mentally like, no, I didn't really believe for years before I went to college Mm -hmm. just because like I dreaded going to church. Yeah. You know, I would pray that my father wouldn't wake up. So I didn't have to go. Oh, geez. I kind of hated it. Yeah. And also like when I was, you know, in middle school and early high school, like I would fall asleep in church, Mm -hmm. like without fail, just because I'm like, this is so fucking boring. And not only that, but it's like half of the things that, you know, half of the beliefs that I think that I had, which were based on my religious values were just, were either, you know, which I thought were sexist, Mm -hmm. um, homophobic, Mm -hmm. you know, just not, really feel like the kind of values that you know I think our church expected you to have just didn't really make you that great of a person yeah you know especially you know if you want to hate on other people so much just for either believing something different even though it doesn't really affect you Mm -hmm. at all and I understand like the whole evangelical side of Christianity um and I understand like why that's important to some but also like it's not your job to you know, save the world. Yeah. You know, and also if somebody doesn't want your saving. Yeah. It's a, it's a very easy way to feel very noble and to feel like you're making a difference in the world. Yeah. I guess. And it's like your channel to do that. But when you take personally, when I took a step back from it, I realized I was doing more harm than good. And like, I don't know. I feel like I've been able to make so much more of a difference in my personal life and with my friends um, and just in my community as a whole, just being fully authentic and saying like, I don't fucking know what's going on here, but like, we're going to do this together. Right. Not to mention that I think like some of the way that I've seen, you know, people, you know, that I went to church with evangelize, is that the word? Mm hmm. Um, is that, you know, they'd like sit somebody down and like study the Bible with them. Mm -hmm. Or they're like, let me tell you about Jesus Christ or. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like the whole method of converting somebody through like that idea of unconditional love through Jesus. That's one thing. Yeah. That whole, like you do this because Jesus loves you and Jesus, you know, would die, died for you and blah, blah, blah. Okay. But you know, other people are just like let's read the Bible and it'll explain to you why this is right. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, no, it won't. Yeah. Because this is, this is a book. (laughs) It's a fucking book. Mm -hmm. It's not like Christ came down from the heavens right now to just put it in your lap. Mm -hmm. And if he did great, but I don't think he did. 
Yeah. And so it's just, it's kind of like that. I know because I know because I know shit. <laughs> Which I feel is becoming still... like the running joke on this show. I know. Um, but that bothers me. And I've like watched it people does. do that. And I'm like, what, what are you guys going to do? Like if they're converted, like I'm like, oh God, like you literally just fell for the trap. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. But on, uh, on the flip side, it's like, humans are so vulnerable like we really are and when we are in a tough spot it can be so easy to find ourselves wrapped up in that and to wrapped up in to be wrapped up in that narrative it's like i don't or and, and for a lot of people they've had trouble finding love or they've had trouble accepting love in their own lives or that and com- or that feeling of community that feeling of community and, and so when you're in this situation where this person is telling you there's this person who died for you and there's this person who really loves you and cares about you no matter what, like it, it is very, very easy as somebody who did fall into that. I hate to call it a trap, but it felt like a trap for me. Um, who did fall into that for so much time. And, for me, even when I was, I guess, in some ways trying to convert my boyfriends or like hope that one day they would see the light. I mean, because I even after that first guy, I started dating a Jewish guy and like he was he, he was don't even know who Jesus is. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he knows. Him, yeah. But yeah. he don't believe in him. Yeah. No. Unless he's a Messianic and, like, Jew. He, no, he was he wasn't even really very religiously Jewish. He was mostly just culturally Jewish. Um, and even then I was like, well, like I would like for you to come to church with me. And that's so stupid. Like looking back at it now, I'm like, God, I sucked. Um, but also like from my perspective at the time, you felt like you were doing a good thing. I felt like I was doing the most noble thing. I mean, like I felt like there is no other way to be. And, you know, this pulled me out of some pretty dark stuff. I don't understand how anybody, but I also like wasn't allowing myself to have the emotional intelligence to recognize this other person's experience and to step into their experience for a moment and understand why they might, might not want to believe this way. And so it's like, yes, I believe that conversion can happen in a respectful, mutual, consensual way. (laughs) But when it becomes like unconsensual, then that's when things get like a little bit weird or like, uh, I'd say even like manipulative. Yeah. Well, like I definitely think that to an extent, like, you know, Christians who go over to like poor countries Mm -hmm. or whatnot with their Bibles and stuff, like, I think that that I mean, like, I think it's great if it gives those people hope, Mm -hmm. but also like, you know, these people need a lot more than just a Bible. Mm -hmm. Like their entire infrastructure needs help, help. And, you know, you probably think that, you know, you're giving them like the greatest gift of like God. And like, if it makes them feel like that, great. But also like, I think it's kind of shitty to just go in there and be like, all right, we're going to build you guys a church. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, we're going to feed you guys. Yeah. Oh, we're going to clothe you. We're going to cut your hair. We're going to... I mean, a lot of people do those things in tandem. I know. But... But then it also... But then it's also like, 
are they thinking, oh, because these people, you know, came and did all this stuff for us. Do they feel like they owe them something? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that it's... Because that's not unconditional love at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just feel like this whole... And I've also seen, you know, people convert, you know, quote unquote sinners and just, well, what you're doing is sinful. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... How, how would you know? Like, who are yeah. you? Yeah. You know, and... <sighs> like, if somebody is addicted to a substance or many substances, I'm, I'm sorry. They don't, they don't need Jesus. They need a good rehabilitation right. program. And so, like, I remember sitting in church one day and one of the older women, I think she had, like, an addiction problem. Mm-hmm. And, like, she, like, came out and, like, confessed to the church and whatnot. And I, I remember being younger and I was like... And I, but I was still like, like, I don't feel like they were shitting on her, but they were like bringing it to everyone's attention. Like, Oh, it's a big deal. Yeah. Like she needs our help. She needs our prayer. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, honey, what she needs is probably like a nicotine patch, some extra cash restraint, a hug, a hug and a (laughs) therapist. Yeah. She doesn't need the love of Christ right now. She needs physical help. Yeah. Which I'm sorry, but I don't believe that God has given anybody some physical help. If you do, great. Mm-hmm. But it's like um, I had a friend in college who um, he he was really depressed and said he was having suicidal thoughts. And I said, okay, let's let's get in the car and go mm-hmm. the hospital. And I like called ahead and everything. And like one of his RAs like pulled him over and he was like, oh no, you don't need you don't need to go. We just need to pray. What the fuck? I know was like, and I looked at this guy and I was like, no, no, we ain't doing this. Oh my God. I looked at him and I said, no, no, get the fuck away. We're going in my car and we're going to take it. We're going to get this taken care of. Yeah. We're going to get you on some meds or whatever you need, but that is not going to help. And I was fucking livid. Well, yeah. And, and like, you know, the person that this was, you know, happening to like, didn't really i feel like they were just kind of out of it at that point and just were like i just need something yeah and that was so many people so many people just feel like they need something and then they will hop on the religious spirituality train whatever yeah and i feel like if i hadn't like pulled him away he would have sat there Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay that's fine but also that's not i'm sorry but that ain't gonna help you yeah like you need some medicine and Probably like a good night's rest, mm-hmm. some, you know, some support, some aid and support and like changing your like daily life habits, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so that really, that really made me angry. Yeah. Um, I'm still angry about that. I'm sure. Um, because I'm like, this kid just said he's going to fucking kill himself and you want to sit here and pray? Yeah. What you want us to hold hands and sing kumbaya? It will it's kind of like a slap in the face too. Like you don't even understand. Like you think you're being all cute and whatnot, but but you don't even understand anything. Yeah. Like you think you do. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was just very angry. Yeah. But it went great. That's good. Yeah. And they're are they good? Yeah. Yeah. I think better. Better. Good. But yeah, I was real pissed. Yeah. I definitely, I, I saw a bunch of um, experiences kind of like that growing up, I'd say, um, where 
people would be in some serious need of assistance, especially in like middle and high school when, you know, everybody's just having a rough go of it. And people are like starting to contend with like their childhoods or abuse or um, whatever. And I watched so many times people in like church camp or something like they connect to ministers who have stories of abuse and of um, maybe assault and of, you know, any of the things that unfortunately can happen to you by this time in your life. And so you have these people that like you, you naturally are supposed to look up to and then you feel this like push even though like you don't your your brain's not even fully developed and like you're not in a good enough mental state to make this decision of like I want to be saved by Jesus Christ but right then they're like okay we have people at the back if you like want to talk about it and pray and so it's like you have these kids who and it, in some cases I mean including myself like I often felt like I couldn't talk about certain things, but I was also hiding things from like the ministers, I guess, too. Um, i.e. being queer and, um, like, I don't know. You just, you just have these kids who have nowhere else to turn to. And then you give them like a good adult supporting figure in their life and somebody who actually listens to them and talks to them and I don't know, the entire process just feels very manipulative at a certain point. No, I, I agree because like... But then there's the other way where it's like, okay, but... If it's actually like making them feel better. It, it is making them feel better, but... Is that really what they needed? Is that... I don't know. I don't or know. Did, or, what, or did they need somebody who's like a, a good parental figure? Yeah. Who's going to take care of them and nurture them? Like, I feel like there's there's steps like mm-hmm. I feel like that's fine but I think that the things that you know like if somebody's starving because they're obviously poor and they're you know sad and depressed you know and they're starving like what is the step here do you like pull out the bible and read to them no you get them some fucking food mm-hmm. you let them clean themselves you give them clothes you give them a place to stay mm-hmm. you make sure that they have access to health care and whatever else they need you don't like because I think that there's this view that God is going to solve all of your problems. Mm-hmm. But in because fact, he's the ultimate provider. Right. And like, I think to an extent, if you believe in God, yes, that's true. But also in my church, like they would always be like, just because God loves you doesn't mean he's going to make, he's not going to let make you suffer <laughs> or whatnot or, or let or you not, suffer. Yeah. Not make you, but not let you suffer. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, great. But that doesn't mean that God's going to, Get me the things that I need. Side note, we should cover the story of Job. Because <laughs> that's a mind fucking itself. Right. Um, but yeah. But it's that same idea. It's like, will you still believe in God after you have suffered X, Y, Z? Will you still believe in... Like, why would I believe that he provides if he hasn't for years, you know, like that's so, that's so dumb. And I think that's where some of this ignorance comes into play is because it's like, okay, I'm still going to believe in this thing, even though it doesn't work for me or anybody else. Yeah. And it, 
I don't know. Yeah. Um, but as you know, as far as like religious pressures and relationships and stuff, whether that be familial, significant other, um, love relationships, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I think that there's just like a slippery slope that a lot of people go down in the need of like, how do I be accepted? How do I accept somebody in my life? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that a lot of the time I think it, it just goes like kind of a narcissistic route. Yeah. Even if you think it's in the yeah. name of doing something noble for oh, God yeah. and trying to save their soul and whatnot. Because I know that like, I know that my mother means well and yeah. I, and I respect that about her because she's so convicted that it's the truth, but I'm just like, mother, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't. And I wish that there was that respect and understanding to say like, I understand that you don't believe and I still love you. Mm-hmm. But instead it's like, well, I don't love you because you don't believe. Mm-hmm. And because you you don't believe, then it's just like, I'm well, a bad mother and depressed yeah. because I've ruined you mm-hmm. because you're not going to go to heaven and I'm never going to see you again kind of thing. I don't think she d- believes that. I mean, I can't speak for you or your experience, but she may not be able to vocalize it. I don't know. And I mean, like, I'm not saying that she doesn't love me unconditionally. She just has a very interesting way of showing it. Yeah. And everybody Um, does. But also to an extent, like, yeah, they may love you unconditionally, but like, what does that quote unquote love look like? Mm -hmm. And is it a love that is healthy for you? And is it as well? And if so, and if that's the case, then is it really love? Mm -hmm. Because to me, the whole concept of love is accepting somebody, mm-hmm. not just tolerating them. Mm-hmm. And having mutual respect and understanding and still caring about that person. Yeah. You know, like like when you get in a fight with somebody, you still love them mm-hmm. because you love them unconditionally. Mm-hmm. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you hate them, you don't love them unconditionally, and that's not true love. Mm-hmm. So mic drop (laughs) so yeah and you know this isn't to shit on you know people converting people or whatnot but i think that it's just something important that we need to think about is it consensual conversion (laughs) is it is it are are you you, being fair are you being fair are you finding somebody in a vulnerable state and i mean it feels kind of almost predatory on like the place that they're at yeah, are you trying to be in a relationship with somebody because of the same belief because you want to feel like you have the same values or do you just want to feel like you're saving somebody or do you want to feel like you're right and you want somebody who's going to validate validate that correctness? Yeah, are you willing to date somebody who believes differently and mm-hmm. believe that you can work if you have, you know, the basic same values as Mm -hmm. far as what you want for life? I don't know, but I think that these are great questions to ask if you ever, you know, get into a situation like that. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's a relationship with friends or family, you know, because, I mean, my best friend, you know, practices, you know, Wicca and shit and has tattoos, and I remember every time she would come over to my house, my family members would, like, look at her, like... You know, like, what the fuck are you doing with this heathen? And I was just like, bitch, fuck off. Like, you know, like, we don't choose our family, but we choose our friends and we choose them for a very good reason. Yeah, and I think we can 
in some ways we do choose our family. Yeah. Like we decide who we want to keep in our lives for our sense of community, for, you know, um, the, the things that we need yeah, and the kind of feelings that we need to thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that's a good thing. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, that was that. Do you have any, uh, other notes on religion and relationships? No. No? No. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty settled on it. Basically, just don't be a dick. And that's what so much of this boils down to all the time. But, I mean... Yeah, I mean, that I is. Sorry. Yeah, I don't care what you believe. I just want you to have some, beli- some like, actual... Conviction. Unders- conviction, some understanding of behalf. how it affects other people, some mutual mm. respect. Yes. Being able to question yourself. Tolerance. Yeah. Because um, I, I will repeat again, I mean, like, after separating myself from my religion, I look back and I do feel some shame. I mean, like, I don't try to knock myself too hard for it because like I was young, I was real young. Um, I'm still young, (laughs) but like, I definitely pressured a lot of people to feel a certain way, or I probably shamed people because of, you know, my beliefs. And I didn't think that I was. And I'm not sure if I was at a place where emotionally I could understand, I had the intelligence to like understand that I was doing those things. Um, But yeah, I definitely feel a lot of like, I guess, shame for that because like, I don't know how that affected them to make them feel so wrong and like probably a little bit manipulated and hurt. And that sucks. Right. And I didn't, you know, really mention this, but like, I don't ever feel like I ever made someone hurt or uncomfortable. And I think that's part of, and I think part of the reason was because I feel like I've never felt that convicted in the religion mm-hmm. that I grew up with. I mean, I think at a time, but also like, I think when you're a kid, you can't really be that convicted of anything. Yeah. Um, well, I was, I mean, I was fully like in it. And a big reason was because like I had, those experiences of going through like a lot of really dark shit and feeling like, okay, this is a consistent thing that I can have in my life. And though everything else may be changing around me all the time, I always have this one thing and this never changes. Right. And so like, I don't feel like I ever, and I think because of my either lack of conviction or whatnot throughout the entire time of quote-unquote believing like I don't think I ever made anybody feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. I just think that um there were expectations put on me of who I needed to be in a relationship with Mm -hmm. and but it didn't really count until I was older and it was and it became obviously obvious that like oh this relationship is more Mm-hmm. important but I've never been in a relationship with somebody that had even when I was religious had the same views as me as far as religion yeah ever mm-hmm. every person that I ever met was not the same type of Christian that I was the mm-hmm. kind of people that I was interested in weren't those kinds of people and I think that that says something about me is that obviously that religion didn't really mean that much to me to begin with or I didn't believe in it or blah 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 yeah and I don't have regrets about that I mean I will cool. gladly say that I do not really believe 
in whatever, in God or whatever else. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know, even if I'm wrong and it means that I'm going to hell, like, great. See you down there. Um, yeah. But yeah, after being told that, like, you know, that my current partner, you know, even though he did me like a great service and was an amazing human being was still a sinner and was wrong. I was just like, okay, no, why would I want to believe in a God that thinks that? Yeah. And then two, being told that we will quote unquote, never work and manage to be (laughs) together because of we're we come from two different places as far as being rich versus poor versus religious versus non-religious versus blah, blah, blah. And I'm Southern like, and a Yankee. Yeah. And I'm just <laughs> like, how fucking naive and how disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I won't name names of who said that, but yeah, I know. And I'm very disappointed in you yeah. for saying that. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, thankfully that hasn't happened as much in my adult life, but there's still like a, there's an expectation for the people that I date to be a certain type of person. Um, but now I'm male, (laughs) i.e. with a penis. Um, but like, I'm, I've also learned to be very selective in, who I like share certain information with and like at what point in a relationship that I do feel like it's okay for me to tell. I mean, quite honestly, my family and, you know, certain people in my life, um, about these things. And yeah, that, that just kind of comes with the territory, I guess, of like learning, who is going to have those expectations for you in your life? Because honestly, like at the end of the day, nobody should like, nobody should be able to like see another person and be like, Oh, you should be living this way. Unless that person is actively hurting other people with the way that they believe. Right. But I um, think that it's more hurtful to tell somebody else that they're like sinners or not believing correctly or that that they're concerned. That's yeah. how it usually comes across or is usually presented is I am concerned about you and I'm your con- soul. I'm concerned about your soul. I'm concerned about your soul. Bullshit. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about all I had. That's all I got. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to mm-hmm. this episode. Thank you to Brian for producing this episode. Mm-hmm. For the sick theme music. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email us at religion made me do it at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram at, at religion, religion made, made me do it. it or Twitter at religion, religion made me. And tune yeah. into the next episode. Check out our Instagram page. This one's going to be up on Sunday the 6th. Today is the 6th. So the 8th? (laughs) Sunday the 8th. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. (laughs) Monster truck rally. (laughs) Do monster truck rallies happen on Sundays? Apparently. (laughs) In the south they do. (laughs) Gotta go to church. And then we gotta finish a day with an ice cold bear and some monster trucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeet, yeet. (laughs) 
Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, whatever you're doing and uh, whatever day you're having, I hope it's a good one. I hope it's better. Yeah. <laughs> hope we can add to it in some way. Um, feel free to send us your personal stories. Do that. Do that. I want to hear some personal stories. Write us a review, please, if please. you like us. If you don't like us, just don't say anything. Or just, like, DM us privately. Yeah. Yeah. Shit post me. <laughs> we'll have a chat. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Hope thank you. Hope you have a wonderful whatever. And, yeah. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Yeet, yeet. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.